Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your host, Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Hey, yeah, nice to see you. Hi, what's that hat? Keep punching. Keep on punching. What is that, a boxer's yeah. hat? You know who gave this to me? Yeah, Tony. No. Uh, Joe. Actually, Mickey Finn gave it to oh, me. Mickey, yeah. At Tony's funeral. Oh, um, no kid. He brought a hat? He had it in his kite, so I oh, want to give you something. Oh, oh, that's nice. He was a... Mickey was a Mickey was kid. a pretty good golf, a pretty good golfer, a pretty good, good boxer. I played golf with him, but he's not a bad golfer either. Good guy. He said, when did you have time to play golf? He says, in between punches. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he gave me this, so I, I wanted to yeah, wear it's it. it's nice. Punching. No, Welcome. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? No, I'm waiting. Go ahead. Welcome Headlines. to the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zappala, my co-host and paisan, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Enrico Petroselli. Uh, remember, you can follow us on any platform now. We're on everybody's platform, including YouTube, Facebook, all that other stuff, That's Spotify, nice. and wonderful. 980WCAP up in the Boston area. Yep, yep. Nice little radio nice. station. Very nice. By the way, you know Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Ryan could be moving over to the Sports Hub. Oh, really? He's getting considered for that morning. Yeah, Ryan's a good boy. All right, listen, before we get into our, we have a great show today. We've got Chuck and Stacey Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. We've got our good friend Mike Provenzal from Heritage Auctions is going to be guest hosting. And then towards the end, we have Scotty Russell from The Collector Connection. He's got a big auction starting, so we've got a chock full of everything. But first, I headline, very simple headline. The tickets for the 2024 National are now on sale. The first 100 all-access VIP packages purchased will receive a a very special VIP edition T-shirt, and you're going to be contacted by email. The first 500 regular VIP packages purchased will receive a random, previously signed 8x10 photo of some Famous athlete. I don't know. It could be Rico Petrocelli. Not me. No, I don't For more information, you can buy your tickets. They're start as low as 25 bucks. Go to the nscc.com, nationalsportscollectors.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's chat with the folks from Wheatland. Hi, guys. Now, hold on, Chuck. I, I just, I got to ask you this question coming out of the gate. Your wife is at the store busting her hump, and you are where? I am in Nassau, the Bahamas. Any particular reason why? Um, you know, I still help out with uh, environmental and energy projects across the globe. So I do a lot to support the Bahamian government on different things and was asked to, to come in to help on some uh, some strategic initiatives here. So That's funny. That's like Rico. Rico's helping out the together. Italian government. And he's, he tells me that next week he's going to Tuscany to do the same thing. Ooh, I wish. <laughs> anyway, Stace. Anywhere is warm. I know, really. I want to be. Uh, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving, guys? 
It was wonderful. We had two separate Thanksgivings, so we got to see both sides of the family. Um, we have uh, two of our three girls are in college now, so wow. they were home with us. So it was so nice to have everyone home. It's nice to set five spots at the table for the non-Thanksgiving days to have the girls there. And so now we're on the countdown till Christmas break when we can get everybody home. So again, everybody's so. back for Christmas. You know, this is the first year at my house in 30 years that Ellen and I have handed it off to the kids. Christmas okay. Eve, Christmas Eve, there's, you know, every year there's been 40, you know, uh, nieces, nephews, siblings, uh, children, grandchildren. We've handed it all off now to my daughter, Jessica. That's great. And At your age, really, you should. We're, yeah, we're excited about it. You know, I think so. Uh, you are? Yeah, I, I'm good. very excited about it. Anyway, your auction ends uh, on Sunday, okay? First thing out of the gate is the PSA 3 Bowman Mantle. How is that doing? Um, that's doing really well. I think I was just looking at that. That is 8,000 right now. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking that's probably going to end, I don't know, somewhere 14, 16,000 maybe. That's we'll great. see. Um, it's got really nice eye appeal, a little off center. If it was a little better centered, it'd probably be a higher grade, but, um, just a great card. It came from a, a consigner who only collected from when he was a kid that year and <laughs> this is our last auction selling his 51 bowmans wow the 51 bowman mantle that's, that's his true rookie yeah yeah i know it but his tops doesn't have that card does he no no so it's just the bowman so, that's yeah that was the first year that was the year before the 52 oh, I, tops and uh, it's you know, true I, no but it is his true rookie card i have one i have a psa 2 that i picked up 10 I years saw, ago i saw him as a rookie that's right, you did. So, uh, no card, but I... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to hear it. Then. I did have a 52 Mantle as a kid. That's, that's, yeah. that's Yeah, when we talk to a lot of people in the industry, you know, because it's this true rookie, a, a lot of people just are trying to buy up that card because they just still see a lot of good appreciation uh, capability with that card. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. So, the, the uh, educate us about the 2023 Topps Cosmic Chrome Otani. As you oh. know, I know nothing about modern and ultramodic cards, and Rico That's knows right. less. No, so, below. <laughs> but tell us about that card. What is the uniqueness yeah. about that card? So Topps is the regular um, set, then Topps Chrome comes out, and then they make a really rare cosmic edition of, of Topps Chrome. And one of the rare inserts in that is called a supernova card. And if you get the regular Otani, that's that's very hard to get. Well, this is the super fractor one of one of that rare card. Oh, wow. And it was graded by PSA and is a PSA 10. Um, so just a very rare Otani card. And this past year, a lot of people have been high on Otani. But this year, I think you've heard from more collectors um, and more experts in baseball saying, Wow, if he can stay healthy a little, just even a little bit more, yeah, this career that Otani is going to have is going to be unlike anyone. I mean, you know, you always compared him to Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth was a pitcher too. Yeah, but Babe Ruth transferred from being a a full time pitcher to a full time hitter. Otani's still doing both, and I mean, to think of what the end of his career could look look like is just 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, sure, I mean, sure like to see me Hall Red of Sox. Famer. He'd sure like to see me. Nah, never happened to Red Sox. Well, I, I don't know about that. <clears throat> mate, the Yankees were going to go after him, I think. Dodgers. And the West Coast teams. You don't think the Red Sox have a shot? <clears throat> no. Uh, <clears throat> I want to ask Stacy about um, Koufax. Now, he's one of my favorites. He's got a. <laughs> That's because Rico couldn't hit him. <laughs> and a few other guys, too. But tell us about that. You got a couple of uh, Koufax. And I just saw, I'm not sure what, where it was, <laughs> might have been a uh, blog or a, where he's, they're selling his glove. It's up for yeah, auction. Yeah, I can't remember. One of the auction houses yeah, has well, it. So anyway, but tell us about him. He's, he was great. Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, a, a few Kotex, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kofax cards in the auction um, and really a really great selection of rookie cards in general this auction that we're really excited nice. to be um, to be representing. Chuck can probably speak a little bit better than I can to the very specifics because he's been like really hands-on with that lotting process. Mm-hmm. Chuck, great cards. Yeah, and, you know, when I hear Kofax, I think of stories my dad told me of watching the play. My dad grew up in Philadelphia and um, but when when he would talk about players that he liked, Co- Sandy Koufax was probably the only opposing player that he talked a lot about. He was a gentleman, how though, right? Dominant he was. Koufax, great guy. A, oh, he was class, right? Class guy. And he grew. I grew up in Brooklyn. He he grew up not that far from me. He was a lot older than me, but uh, <laughs> great basketball player. Had scholarships to top schools. But boy, he was and not, not uh, a really you know, big guy, right? No, no. Did you play against him? Yeah. In spring training. No, no, spring in tra- basketball. No, no. He was older than me. He wasn't, wasn't that much joking. older than you. Yeah, a lot. About 10 years old. <laughs> all right, no, maybe, he was. Maybe one or two. Um, and, all right. and, and, and talking about my dad, um, his rival high school in Philadelphia, um, Will Chamberlain played when my dad was in high school, at his, his rival high school. Wow. And um, it's always fascinating to hear stories about having four or five guys on my dad's team trying to guard uh, Will, Will Chamberlain, <laughs> and you just couldn't stop him. Real quickly, uh, Chuck, then I'm going to ask you uh, one more question about one of the some of the lots. But Rico hates me to tell you this, but Rico was actually a better basketball player than he was a football pl- uh, baseball player. Rico uh, was first team all city. all city in New York City. And was offered scholarships to UCLA, Maryland, whatever. That was football. Duke. Duke. Yeah. Duke uh, North Carolina. He was a North Carolina point guard. But the only reason he became a professional baseball player is because they waved the money in front of his nose. No, no, no. Get no. out of here. <laughs> My father said $65,000. take it. My son, he's a good boy. <laughs> uh, hey, Chuck. Enrico, is that how you knew uh, Koufax was... Uh, was he a point guard too? Did you play against him? No, no, no. He was a couple of years older than me, but uh, yeah, I think he was a, a he, yeah. Well, he was a lefty guard, too, a lefty. He? Yeah, no, lefty terrific. shooter. He was terrific. And I saw him. I worked out at Ebbets Field because they wanted to sign me as a pitcher, and they he was there because he was so wild, you know. Uh, yeah. And so they had him out there throwing, throwing ten feet past the mound. Just anything to see, you know, get him in the strike zone. But man, he could throw. Yeah. He, he was upper nineties, and he, he, he was he had he, a curveball that was. Psst. It was twelve to six, right? Twelve to six, and it whistled. Wow. Hey, listen, anyway. Chuck, before we let you go, educate us on Pokemon, because again, oh, another thing yeah. we don't know a hell of a lot about. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the, the trading or the, really the game trading game industry, whether it's Pokemon, Magic, um, and now Disney Lorcana, um, really, even sports collectors are migrating for their rarities and looking for some of the rare items that are out there. Um, so we're trying to, you know, source and find some unique items every auction. We have some neat au- items in this auction Good for um, you. that are Pokemon. I think next auction, we might have some pretty interesting Disney Lorcana items, which is a game like Pokemon that um, is kind of taking the industry by storm a bit. Um, so, yeah, try to try yeah. to have a little you bit have to adjust. Um, of everything in every auction, you know, and, and newer stuff, too. Like in basketball, Victor uh, Wembanyama is the new rookie. Have a really neat Topps autograph rookie of him in this auction, mm. as well as like Stacy said, every every Hall of Famer you can think of, of rookie cards, um, sets, partial sets. It's a, it's a good mix, and everything starts at five dollars with no reserve. So um, people get in there and have fun. You know? All right, your uh, what's your website address? It's www.wheatlandauctionservices.com. Auction ends this Sunday evening, December 3rd. Uh, lots will start closing at 7 p.m. Fantastic, oh, guys. Great. great. Safe travels back, Good Chuck and Stace. Happy yes. holidays if yeah. we don't talk to you guys. Happy holidays Take to you, care. Too. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Chuck Thank you. and Stacey Wisman. Nice people. Oh, nice people. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to bring that. in our star today, star of the show, uh, Mr. Provenzal, the man with the golden voice. Uh, from uh, Heritage Auctions. Michael, how are you? It feels like you're overselling me a little bit. No, Mikey. Mike, everybody, when they hear your commercials, it's just <laughs> like women Women want to throw their underwear at you. I mean, it's just... It's <laughs> Tom that's, Jones. Like that's Tom Jones. Like Tom Jones, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, appreciate that. You should hear uh, you know, Chris. It's been filtered should... and gone through so many mixers to make it sound like that, so uh, I'll let our engineers well, know. Well, when Chrissy hears your voice do that commercial, we have to start yelling at her to press the buttons because she just melts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, well, I'm free to do cameos or voicemails <laughs> for anybody interested at reasonable rates. Hey, Michael, I got a question for you. It seems as though your Sunday auctions, you know, I tracked them and you guys seem to have the best deals on your Sunday auctions. Um, is that the case? Because, I mean, some of the, the pricing is a lot more competitive uh, on your Sunday auctions. Can you shed a little light on that? Yeah, so every Sunday we have a weekly auction close. They run for two weeks and then extended bidding closing Sunday night. Um, You know, a lot of people, I run into people all the time at shows that think Heritage only sells five-figure, six-figure items, but we sell things for every collector. And in those weekly auctions, you can find items from $100 to $2,000. So, uh, and there's always some unique, interesting items in there and some good collections. Uh, I'll say we're very excited in our weekly auction that opens this weekend. Uh, We have some items from Eric Nadell, who's the uh, radio voice for the Texas Rangers and has been for 45 years. Very cool. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And we've got some things from his collection, including the uh, note he wrote before Game 5 of the World Series this year for his final call for the Rangers Very winning cool. it. Very cool. Uh, and, it's, and it's all going to charity, mental health charities. So that's one uh, baseball and Ranger fans should check out. Yeah. That was a great uh, World Series. I don't know what the, uh, the how many people watched it, but uh, I'm glad for Texas. Yeah, really no, you know, hey, what do you collect yourself, Mike? Yeah. Uh Mostly Dallas Cowboys related material. Oh, they have a uh, team. So, 
Uh, I'm just a good American, okay. so that's okay. part of it. Uh, and I collect uh, comics and comic-related material as well. Uh, sports, some Longhorn stuff. I That's the tough thing about working at a place like Heritage is, you know, you see the most incredible items and then, you know, I can't afford them. And then when you go to buy for yourself, it's not as good as what you have sitting on your desk waiting for you at work. So mostly what I collect is stuff that has a lot more sentimental value. Uh, I was 12 years old when the Cowboys won that first title in the 90s. So that team is really close to my heart. And I've got a lot of Troy and Emmett and Michael Irvin and Larry Allen stuff that uh, cool. is mostly only valuable to me. That's okay. Uh, that's we had check. Go ahead. Can I just, can I yeah. ask? You got time? Yeah, we got about a minute, and then we're going to do. Or, well, uh, no, I want to ask him because our last guest we talked about Pokemon. Do you, is there? You have Pokemon cards <laughs> or whatever the hell they're called, and you got much interest in them. Uh, my kids are interested in them. They do not have any that are valuable, but uh, they do love Pokemon. But just, one of the fifty-five departments we have at Heritage is trading card games that does just pokemon and magic the gathering and uh, all those trading card games so that is an area of the industry that has really exploded i mean we've got a whole department we have five experts uh, and they have catalog auctions that are just trading card game cards uh you know it's one of those things we're seeing so many things from the 80s and 90s that people thought were worthless 15 years ago and then all of a sudden, that nostalgia really kicks in, and it has a lot of value. Yeah. You know, we have a video games department, we have a VHS department, and those things fall Very right cool. into that Jeez. time frame right there. All right, yeah, we are yeah. chatting with Mike Provenzal from Heritage Auctions. Mike is going to be with us for the entire hour. we got a lot to cover. But right now, it is time for On Deck with Rico. Oh, I forgot about Your that. Your favorite and mine. <laughs> On Deck with Rico Patricelli. Okay, it's time a, for our segment on deck with Rico. Brought well, to I us. I got a question. Wait, is, is, I got to ask you this. Oh, go ahead. This. Go ahead. Yeah, we got a sponsor here. I know. Time for our on deck with Rico. Brought to you each week by our good friend Brian Dwyer oh, yeah, and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to RobertEdwardAuctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. And uh, Pro, feel free to jump in here. This question was submitted by Tom Hamick. Hamick, yeah, oh yeah. Hamick, H-A-I-M-I-K. Okay, okay. Rico. Hamick. Yes. You played against Jim Palmer many times. <laughs> how did you do against him is the first part of the question. And second part, how good was Dave McNally? Let's talk about well, Palmer. the old Baltimore team, just to let you know, when Frank Robinson and uh, <clears throat> um, Big Frank and who just passed away, Robbie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so third base. But anyway, uh, they had a great team. And uh, Palmer was one of the top pitchers in baseball. He had a great fastball, uh, pretty good curveball, a little changeup, but he's quite upper 90s. Believe me. Anyway, I, I didn't – not too bad. I don't think I hit for average that much. But I hit some home runs off him and a couple of handle shots. <laughs> I thank God. Oh, it fell in. But uh, – was he an aggressive he, pitcher? He, yeah. No, no. He was uh, really kind of a slow windup. And then all of a sudden, boom. McNally was a little easier to hit for right-handers, but uh, he, he had good stuff. He was like Whitey Ford. 
hit the corners, off-speed stuff, a little sneaky fastball. But I think I had better luck off him. But uh, Palmer, would, Palmer was great. Well, Hall of Famer. Probe, jump in anytime you want. Well, it's, um, uh, I have a question. I've got a, uh, Go you know, in this job, you see some really unique items. Yeah. And Jim Palmer had those famous underwear ads. Oh, sure. Yeah. And yeah. we had somebody that had the billboard, the covering for the whole billboard oh, of him and wow. his underwear. That Remember they, those? Remember? They yeah, wanted yeah. to consign. Um, we didn't see eye to eye on value, so we didn't take it, but that one has always stuck huh, out in my classic. mind that somebody well, else there. He's a very good looking guy. Gigantic and, uh, billboard was, of yeah. Jim Palmer in his underwear. Yeah. Which one which was it? The seventy or seventy one team that had the four twenty game winners? Yes. Uh was uh Quaya. Uh, McNally, yep. Palmer, and Pat Dobson. Right. Hey. Right? All right. And Dobson wasn't that yep. good a pitcher. No, but <clears throat> they had a great team. Anyway, so that's that's the answer. Interesting. All right. Uh, I think we're going to take a break now. All right. And when we come back, it's going to be another Gax moment. Mike Prov is in the house. All We've got right. a lot. I, Mike, we're going really, to really hit you with some biting questions when we come back. I'm ready for the fastball. Fighting. We'll be right back. (laughs) Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment 
to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, welcome to another Gax Moment brought to you by our good friend Paul Borges and PB Collectibles, your neighborhood card shop. Go to PBCollectibles.com to find a special card or piece of memorabilia. PB Collectibles in beautiful Newport, Rhode Island. This week, I want to talk about a player that's kind of close to my heart. Grew up four blocks from, uh, from, from me. Or I grew up four blocks from him. This is the strange story of Johnny Broker. I typically talk about specific cards or memorabilia or discuss various investment strategies. But this week, I want to talk about a ball player who mystified many people and not necessarily his cards. When I was a kid, this guy would walk past my house in the late afternoon. He was usually dressed in blue jeans with work shoes and a sweatshirt and looked like he needed a shower. One day, my dad was standing out front with me in front of the house. As the man walked by, my father made a comment. There goes Johnny Broker. He could have been a Yankee great. Johnny lived about four blocks from us in Lawrence, Massachusetts, a mill town about 25 minutes north of Boston. Bracker was an outstanding athlete at Lawrence High School, starring in all of the major sports, and academically was at the top of his class. He transferred to the prestigious Phillips Andover Academy in nearby Andover, Mass., where he excelled there, and later attended Yale University, where he was the star pitcher on the baseball team. The Yankees came calling and signed Johnny, but he wanted to finish his Ivy League education first. When he finally joined the Yanks, Broker was successful. He finished 12-9 as a Yankees third starter his rookie year, 1934. And in, uh, he de- but he developed a reputation as being aloof and antisocial with his teammates. But he was exceptional as a pitcher. In 1935, Broker went 15-7, and seven, and in 1936, the Yanks won the World Series and the pennant with Broker going 12-7. and seven. They won the World Series that year. In 1937, things changed, and Broker began acting more and more bizarre. That year, he also got married, and his wife became pregnant. With his wife eight months pregnant, Broca abruptly left her as well as the Yankees and disappeared. She accused him of of abuse, and the court granted her a divorce. Broca wound up back in Lawrence, attempted a comeback 18 months later after jumping the Yankees, but his skills had declined from the layoff. He attempted to become a boxer, 
but failed at that miserably. He wound up working for the city of Lawrence as a laborer, never made contact with his son who lived nearby and spoke to no one. I remember as a kid, he would show up at the local high school games and softball games and sit by himself and not talk to anyone. Johnny Broker was found dead in his apartment from an apparent heart attack in 1985. He was 75 years old. No one could ever explain what happened to Johnny Broker. I guess we will let sleeping dogs lie. And that's another Gax moment. Interesting story, huh? You know, he, uh, yeah. I, I, there's always been speculation about what happened, uh, that he had problems with some of his Yankee roommates. I don't want to get into specifics because was, a lot of it was just rumor. But, you know, 15 and 7 is a rookie. That's Playing for good. the Yanks, right? I think he might have had some mental problems. Uh, he got depressed. Yeah. Uh, uh, stuff obviously. like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's not common, but there are players over the years, you know, when you're out of the game, especially a tough Tough time, you know, adjusting to regular life. Prov, I can remember as a kid, just always, he's him always walking by the house, you know, always with a little paper bag, you know, probably bringing back his lunch or, you know, and uh, people used to say hi to him. You know, he was sometimes, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And just keep on walking. Interesting story, Michael, huh? Yeah. I agree. And I'll tell you what sticks out to me. If you're going to fail miserably at a sport, boxing is the worst to fail miserably I at. Know. <laughs> you know, because if, if you fail at basketball, your shot's getting blocked. If you fail at baseball, you know, you're striking out. But in boxing, you're, you're getting, just getting knocked out. <laughs> Brains. <laughs> right. Um, Prove, is the light going on for young collectors today, finally? I think, think how we're young? seeing well, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, con- the convergence of, you know, dur- in the last five or six years, a lot of young people have come into the industry and all the information they need is right there on their phone. And, you know, when we were doing it, you had to know somebody, you had to learn by trial and error, you had to go to shops and glean all this information. But everything they need is right there on their phone for anybody, whatever age you are. And I think that first influx, a lot of the kids and the new people coming in were just excited, maybe made some bad decisions. That's all that's all part of it. And you've seen some crazy prices for some of the modern cards, but it's a trial and error process. And, you know, the industry was at such a high when all that was happening, you know, sky high prices for things that people were wondering if that could maintain it. And then things have kind of reeled back. The industry's still up from where it was before. But uh, I think you're just seeing a lot of people going through that same learning process that we all did back in the day. Mm. And it's it's a good thing that the industry is kind of stabilizing and getting a little more normal. Um, and everybody, you know, all those people who jumped in four or five years ago, now they have four or five years of experience. And that benefits everybody. Does inflation uh, affect the and the auctions, the prices, obviously. I mean, the the, the bids come in and whatever they are. Uh, I mean, that's that's what you have to go with, right? I mean, uh, unless it's ridiculously low. But anyway, but does that have any uh, bearing on the on the industry? So this is something we talk about internally, our coworkers all the time. Is these exterior things like inflation and prices and the stock market, how does that affect our industry? 
And, you know, what we've noticed is some of the toughest times for our nation financially have been good times for our industry. In 08 and 09, there was the recession, but the the hobby did well. And during the pandemic, the hobby did very well. So, you know, it's something where I think in those times when there's tough financial times, people have to sell things maybe they don't want to sell. And there's Mm. always people there to buy it. So yeah, it kind of balances it out yeah, industry wide. You know something, Mike. We uh, we've talked about this before. Um, again, using myself, and I've done this before as an example. I've gotten a tremendous return on my investment over the last thirty years on what I've bought between cards and memorabilia. Now you're I, just bragging. No, I find it surprising. I find it surprising that, and I talk to my financial advisor all the time. And he's a dear friend. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't fathom why some of these guys don't make that part of their investment advice if they take the time to learn the hobby. I mean, and he, I, you know, he and I bust chops because he'll make a recommendation to Ellen and I, and we'll buy a stock or we'll, we'll invest in something, but then I'll show him the return on my uh, green cob. You know what I mean? And he shakes his head, and I'm saying, Bob, why don't you guys consider you know, encompassing this and make it part of your, your customers' uh, uh, portfolios? It's a great point. You know, Our industry has been a great earner, especially if you're looking at it decades at a time from where things were in the 80s and 90s to where they are now. And in the last 15 years, we have seen a lot of people diversifying their portfolios that just did the stock market or real estate or things like that. And they're jumping into collectibles, you know, and we especially see it with 55 different departments, whatever people are passionate in, you've got a leg up, you know, nobody grows up knowing anything about the stock market or real estate. But, you know, if you're a Yankees fan or you're, um, you know, a Celtics fan, you're going to have a leg up jumping into our industry. Or if you read comics or if you uh, were into coins or if you were into jewelry or handbags or whatever it is, there is a collectibles market out there that can help you diversify your portfolio. And we've seen a lot of collectors diversifying their collectibles portfolio. A lot of people that, you know, with Heritage is the biggest coin auction house in the world. We've had a lot of coin dealers who are jumping into sports cards in the last 10 years. That's interesting. You know, it's a very comparable thing. They're graded. There's population reports. Um, Comics, same thing. We've seen a lot of people who they were doing one type of collectibles. And then this comics has really grown over the last 15 years. And they said, I know these guys. I know these stories. I know these artists. uh, I know this industry. So... Uh, within just your investment portfolio, we've even seen collectors branching out, getting into jewelry or art or things like that. So it's it's a good decision. Very interesting. That is that is. I was just thinking uh, uh, your advice to young young new collectors, uh, not necessarily new, but should they do that? Should they buy, look at comics? Look at you know other types of memorabilia? Should they diversify? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, even from you know, even the, right from the beginning. When I say the beginning, somebody that's uh, maybe not a young yeah, kid, but you got to learn. You, you can't you just learn. Uh, you've got to yeah. learn the whatever the collect the like, industry. Yeah, I, I see. I'll, I'll tell you what's been intriguing me. You know, I've 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 gone. I went heavy from cards, which I don't do anymore 
quite frankly, to memorabilia, which I, I like. I really enjoy that. But you know what I've been really paying attention to? Actually, on your auctions, on our, our auctions, historical documents. Uh, there's some really cool stuff out there. And I'm talking about you know, letters signed by John Adams or Abraham Lincoln yeah. or, or George, you know, documents. Yep. I kind of find that intriguing. And that's kind of, that seems to be a market that is really growing. It is. Uh, we have a great historical department. And when you're talking about things like that, um, those are good, solid investments because, you know, if you're talking about Washington or Lincoln or Lindbergh or Chaplin, these great historical figures, it's like Ruth and Cobb right. and DiMaggio. You know, what sure. they've done is set in stone. It's not going to change. They have their place in history. So if you're making educated decisions on what to buy, in that genre, it's stuff that has a great chance to hold its value and exceed it. Uh, and I'm a huge, I studied history at UT. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the historical genre. Uh, there are so many cool things out there. Uh, I have a few great daguerreotypes, uh, you know, from the Civil War. Cool. And, uh, hmm. you know, those are great pieces that are conversation pieces, sure. too, if you have them. On display, people are going to say, is this a George Washington autograph? Is this a Paul Revere uh, document? Um, <laughs> and it has great crossover. It really, yeah. It's some really cool it's stuff. It's like amazing. Wow. You know? so, but let, let's get back to bats. Tell me what you got in <laughs> bats because I'm a bat guy. I, I, I like the cards. I have a bat. Oh, get out of here, you. <laughs> Michael, I'm going to tell you the story. Oh, don't do it. Oh, I got to tell him the here story. Here we go again. So Mike, Mike Hefner, Leland's. Uh, great guy wonderful guy. They had an auction last week. And I don't know how we got in the car. Oh, I had the catalog. But then Hef happened to be guest hosting and he sent me an email. He says, you're not going to believe this. Look what we have. It was a game used Rico Petroselli bat from 1976, which was his last season uh, before you were released, before they Took me out Threw you out the door. <laughs> and he said, this is a, there's a possibility that this may be the last bat ever used by Rico Petroselli in his career. <clears throat> so I didn't know. That should be in Cooperstown. <laughs> Anyways, I, took a, I showed Rico an image of the bat, and it was, de def it was different from the U21. Is that what you used? U1, uh, yeah. But uh, there was a W215, Ted Williams model. So explain that you got hurt, your equilibrium was off. Right. And in the be. second half of the season or the last month of the season, you started using that bat? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's late in the season. So on the air, on the air, I'm going to ask you this. Is that enough provenance for Rico Petroselli to say, this was, I think, the last bat that I used? He said it on the air. And guess who bought the bat? I won the you bat. Wow. Well, it, you probably needed an extended payment plan for a piece <laughs> that lofty. Uh, but no, that's no. good provenance. But I always say with things like that, uh, even though Rico has a sterling memory, uh, <laughs> players sometimes get, you Not can't now. always trust players 100%. You know, I've seen a lot of instances where players have signed bats and said, I hit this home run or this was from the World Series. And then the photo matching Turns out it wasn't. Right, so I'm right. going to ask but you that, this question: the Did last, the last thing, or the first thing? I think that's a little stronger provenance because you're going to remember things like that. Did anybody? Your last game of the season in '76 was LCD. Did anybody take pictures? 
No. You have no photograph of you, you holding the bat? No. Nothing. Of course not. But, but did you know it was going to be the last game? No. That's the no. thing. No, sometimes because I went to spring training. Know, sometimes yeah. they don't. No, he did spring training the next uh, spring, and I used. I went back to a U, uh, a U one, and uh, <clears throat> that really but, helped. But yeah. it was spring training. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> went to spring training, but that was the to me. I, that's the bat I used at the end of the season, my last season. And, and, then they, and then they called him and they said, bring your playbook. <laughs> well, that's just like Mantle. He went to the spring training in 69, too. He didn't make the decision until uh, later. You know, some some people call it quits after their last game and some tr- try to keep going and you never find out till later. Pro, guess who oh, caught? What? Wait, guess who caught Mantle's last last hit, last pop-up? Who do you think caught it? Rico? Rico did. Wow, yeah. did you hold on to that ball? No. <laughs> Don't, don't stop. You didn't. Well, you know what? I got the video of that. Somebody sent me the video. doesn't matter. No, wait, wait. You don't have the ball. I thought I threw it on the mound. It was the yes. third out. No, there was a man on first base. He pops it up. I go a little into the grass, pick it, picks it, I catch it, and then I throw it to Mike Andrews at second base. You know, because it was, Why don't you call uh, it was one or two out. out. See what he did with it. No, he doesn't have it. He does. You asked him. <laughs> you See, this is why you can't trust player provenance. That's uh, right. Exactly. Unless they do it in the moment. In yeah. the moment, you can trust. But yeah, decades I later. I didn't realize it. <laughs> so, you know, some years. of the historical some of the historical stuff that's been that's gone through your hands. Oh, God. Balts, <laughs> bat, please. Uh, it's I like, could have been a multimillionaire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's why that stuff is valuable. If people knew back then, they would have held on to everything. Oh, everything would exist. But yeah. uh, because they didn't know and it was just discarded. Like, you know, how many mantle jerseys did they send down to the miners and rip the seven off in the name? Gotcha, um, good point. That's why good there's point. only a handful. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I want to ask you this. This is going to be blasphemous, but you guys have a 1975, I believe, unopened cello box in your auction coming up. Question mm-hmm. is... I can't wrap my arms around that whole concept of buying a box and not opening each pack individually. If it were me, I'd roll the dice, baby, and open up those packs. I mean, what is the purpose of buying unopened packs and not opening them and just looking at them? Talk to me. Well, two things there. Uh, Rarity for that vintage wax. Because people do open them, so they are getting rarer. Uh, and then the other thing is the nostalgia and the aesthetics. I love 70s unopened wax. 72, baseball, football, and basketball. That is my favorite year for unopened wax. It's all incredible, just the visuals of it. And it really takes you back to what it was like when that was sitting on the shelf somewhere. I, I would keep uh, the unopened pack, tape it back up so I could look at it. <laughs> I, I do not recommend opening that that vintage stuff. Uh, I just saw um, on Twitter over the weekend, somebody opened a 52 tops pack and uh, Al Rosen was the best card in there. They were off center and there was production. Yeah, That's rolling the dice. That's that's really gambling. Of course. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Mike Probe is in the house. We come back. Scotty Russell from the collector connection is going to join us. I don't know if you guys know each other. I think you do. I think you know Scott. Uh, You're going to be with us to the end. Uh, Hang in there. We shall be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, 
art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece 
to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetroselliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. For the best on-time service and new ideas for your next project, give Petroselli Marketing a group a call at 800-264-4294. It's free, 800-264-4294, or go to their website, PetroselliMKT.com. We have clients all over the country. Wait, what did you cross out there? Like uh, the beginning, uh, it's too much. Uh, Excuse me, I wrote that. No, I wrote it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Man, I'm crying out loud. You All right. No, it's my oldest son. You're he's cutting uh, corners. He's going to take care of his father. What? By the way, just real quickly, we got Scotty. He's going to come on with us. Can you get some more hats for us? But not the cheap ones, those good ones, like the Petroselli marketing hats. Those are nice hats. These things, crap. You know, I've had this. How many? How many I know, years? a long time. Seven out of the eight years we've done this. It's cheap. He won't buy us new hats. Forget it. I don't he's like it. A, See what I mean? I don't like it. All right, let's bring in Scotty. Scotty anyway, Russell from the Collector Scotty. Connection. Scott, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys? Good. You can, do you know Mike Prov? Yeah, we've crossed paths. I don't like, know him, know him, but good. I know his fine work. He does. <laughs> does. Does a good job. That's good. Scott, you got a, another auction starting um, December third. Or when is it? The third. Wednesday. When? Oh wow! So that's tonight. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's a, it's a this is for the holiday. Right, that's great, and uh, you got some great stuff. I see you got a '68 Tops nine, uh, number twenty-nine, Gordy Howe PSA nine. Yeah, that was an amazing set that came in. Actually, we had two Howes. One was gradable, so we sent it in, and that's I think one of only eleven nines, and there were no tens last I checked. So that's a that was a pretty special find. What, some of the other things uh, I'm looking at this. Uh, my, you get a lot oh, of hockey stuff. stuff. Yeah, Mario Lemieux. Uh, you get an 83 0 Peachy wax box. Tell us about some of the hockey stuff that you have. Yeah, well, really try in the hockey, you know, the beginning of hockey season, you know, sort of like spring training, everybody's hopeful. So right now, nobody's team is out of it and interest in hockey gets high. And then, you know, again, around Stanley Cup time, but then it's really just the people who are left. So we try and get a good amount of hockey in the holiday auction every year. And uh, so we put the word out and some of this stuff came in. Well, speaking of the holiday, do you do, you do more business in the, during Christmas or before Christmas time? Um, 
we actually used to worry because this option only runs 11 days as opposed to our normal 18. Oh, and uh, we used to worry that it, it would be a lackluster option. Yeah. And fourth year doing it, it's actually been very comparable to our longer options. And I think because we end it in time to ship for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's... You know, um, I'm a Jackie fan, and I see that you have a 1948 born bred Jackie portrait. Uh, you said there's some evidence of trimming. Uh, is that the one with the facsimile um, uh, autograph on it? Yeah, that's the, the facsimile autograph, and it's not evidence of trimming. The borders are gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. That's a, that, that piece has become kind of a hot piece. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, uh, I picked one up uh, a couple of months ago uh, at an auction. Somebody, Joe, Joe Tomasulo recommended it. It wasn't even his auction. Uh, he said, you know, there's a great car you should make. And I did, and I, I, I'm really glad I made the purchase. Uh, is Jackie, you know, Jackie's still pretty, pretty much in demand, isn't he, Scott? Yeah. I, and, you know, you guys were talking about historical figures earlier and, and documents and whatnot. And I think, you know, Jackie is right up there with some of those historical figures you talked about, like Lincoln. Um, he, he is a piece of American history, not just baseball. I agree with that. What's the 1983 OPG wax box, BBCE wrapped? What is that all about? Baseball Exchange is the name of it. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it's a, a wax box of unopened packs. You know, you guys were talking about vintage stuff earlier. Right, it's not yeah. quite as old as 70s, but it's a good 83 Opeachy box, which is tougher Opeachy. than the tops. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. not a lot of great rookies in that box. So, you know, 84 would have been better, or 82 for that matter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting harder to find because they do get cracked, especially when, like, that one will be, you know, somewhere around 1,000, maybe 1,500. So you're not you know, bankrupting yourself if you open it and don't do well. Yeah. Scott, yeah. the 54, and uh, Pro, you can jump in here too. The 54 Red Heart uh, issues, I always mm-hmm. thought that was a beautiful, beautiful set. Has that, is that, is, is it stagnant or is it kind of picking up a little steam? <clears throat> I mean, we had a really nice mantle a couple auctions ago, and actually all the ones in this auction were from the same uh, collector. He had a complete set. And, uh, yeah, the mantle did okay, but not anywhere near an equivalent 54. Yeah, there is no 54 tops mantle, but if there had been one in the grade we had, it would have definitely gone for more. So there's definitely not really a premium on the Red Heart yet, despite the fact that in high grade, they're much harder than tops. It's, it's a nice-looking set. Prove, what do you think? Gorgeous. Great set, underrated, and I would say that uh, Bond Bread set is criminally underrated. Yeah. Uh, those Jackie cards, that's the true rookie, really. You know, not unlike the 51 Bowman Mantle. Uh, and I'll be interested to see what that, that one goes for. Uh, those examples are very hard to find, but uh, a landmark set that came out before the season, even. Yeah, I bought mine. It was a private sale. Uh, a private uh, so guy needed the dough. You know all the movers and shakers. Well, he needed the dough, so I figured, you know something, I can help you. He needed the dough, <laughs> so I helped him. What? No, that's good. Yeah, you, he's a helper. <laughs> you know, there's millions and millions of uh, co- collectors uh, watching and listening. Finish your statement. No. <laughs> that's just a fact right there. Yeah. Um, how do they get to you? In other words, there's people that say, oh, you got this and this in, the, in your auction as you're talking. So you, through your website. Yeah, it's re- real simple. It's just thecollectorconnection.com, all spelled out. You don't have a catalog, Scott, do you? 
Yeah, we don't do catalogs because we're, we're too short between options. We would never have time. That's all we would be doing is making catalogs. Um, unlike you know, some of the bigger guys, we don't do you know these multi-million dollar auctions that justify the cost. You know, Prove, I'm going to throw you a little, uh, in the tag, we call it a little bota, a little curveball. <laughs> you know, you guys put out a great catalog. There have been times when I've received your catalog after the auction ended. Mm-hmm. You guys need to kind of work on that. Well, you should talk to your uh, postal delivery service. Yeah, it's not, that. it's not it's them. Uh, you kidding me? But you know what the best thing about It's great bathroom reading. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> oh, those catalogs that's are that's beautiful. They're awesome. You can, that's like, they are yeah. awesome. I'm just telling you. They're great bathroom yeah. reading. So either way, but you know, basically, they uh, how, do, how do you get new customers? Uh, uh, on the website. We, that's what I'm asking. I'm not asking you. I'm asking them. It's well, basically, and, and, we'll be, and, and so our kids will be at the Philly show this weekend. Okay. So I hope everybody comes out. See? Yeah, um, people at the shows. Yep, yep. Philly, no, I, Philly, the National. Just so our collect the kids, uh, guys that are collectors, awesome. want to know more information because, <clears throat> if, say, you don't have a catalog, you know, through the show and through the National and through these other shows, they get to know you. Yeah, but you have your Marketing regular business. customers too. Yeah, but I understand that, but. You know, I was a dealer before I got my auction license. You know, I did know a lot of people in the hobby. Obviously, before you know, day one of the auction, which obviously made a difference. Speaking uh, of the Philly show, East how's that for a segue? Wow, East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show, the Philly Show, from Friday, December first to uh, Sunday, December third. Uh, held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center Hall uh, at 100 uh, Station Avenue in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Shop our expanded 100,000-plus square foot show floor with over 250 of your favorite Mm -hmm. hobby dealer boots of sports collectibles heaven. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 10 and under get in for free. Autographed guests include Philadelphia Phillies fan favorite uh, and 2008 World Series MVP Cole Hamels, Eagles great like Brian Dawkins and Randy Randall Cunningham, Ron Jaworski, Harold Carmichael, and many, many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started. Scott, you're pretty much a regular at the Philly Show, right? I've been there for quite a while. Really? All right, so your auction starts tonight, which is the third, and yeah. when does it end? Oh, I'm sorry. I was a week off. My, the auction actually starts the 29th. Ah, okay. It starts, and when does it end? The 10th. Ends the 10th. So Fantastic, man. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, um, best of luck. With any other high, what else, what other items do you have? we got about two minutes. Um, well, uh, in addition to the couple of red hearts you saw, actually further down in the auction, we have a nice selection of like sixes and sevens uh, in the red hearts. A lot of the Hall of Famers um, and even some of the commons. It was a set we broke. Um, so there were some that didn't merit grading. So there's a lot of nice high appeal, probably VGX, but high eye appeal cards too. So if you're working on a set, whether you're working graded or raw, you can do some damage on your red heart set. Very nice. Um, challenge the Yankees game after... <laughs> Having that incredible one that was unpunched over the summer, uh, somebody saw the results on that and consigned another one. And now this one's punched. It's nowhere near quite the the, the unicorn that the other one was. But they still mm-hmm. don't come up complete very often. Awesome. TheCollectorConnection.com. Check it out. Some great items. Mike Prov, as always, 
Great having you on, Scott. Yeah, Thank you great, uh, for coming on with guys. us. If I don't talk to you guys, have a really, really happy holiday. To yeah. our viewers and listeners, we love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Yes. Happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.